It is week 21 of Maseches Chagiga with the Sydney Code. Sponsored in Nishmas in memory of Sarah Brian Abadi Cheskel Halevi and dedicated at this difficult time to our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are holding the Gemara Dafchav Beis Amadalaf 25 lines down from the top of the page. We continue discussing the first case in the Mishnah. You'll recall the Mishnah had 10 or 11 stringencies of Kodesh over Truma. The first of those cases was that when it comes to dipping a utensil in a mikvah, you cannot dip one utensil inside another utensil, both at the same time in the mikvah for Kodesh, but you can for Truma. The question was why? Why is it a problem for Kodesh? What's the problem? So we have two views. Rabbi Ilah said it's because of chatzitza, because of an interposition, that we're concerned that the weight of the inner smaller utensil resting on the base of the outer larger utensil could create an interposition between the water of the mikvah and the surface, part of the surface of the utensils, and it would invalidate the immersion. Rava said no, it's nothing to do with Chatzitza. Chatzitza interposition is covered in another case in the Mishnah. Rather, it's to do with a concern that we will come to allow immersion of even a very small utensil, like a needle, inside another very small utensil, where the opening of the larger outer utensil is not as large as Kishvaferis Hanut, not as large as a skin bottle's tube. And we said, if it's not as big as that, if it's not even as big as that, then it's not a kosher conduit, it's not a kosher opening to connect the waters of the mikvah to the water inside the vessel. And therefore, it would invalidate the immersion. And therefore, out of that concern, we do not allow you to immerse any utensil inside another utensil. The Gemara noted in Afghanistan a practical difference between these two views, and that was if you have a very large, like an open basket-like utensil, so since there's no such thing as a basket that has a very narrow opening that could ever be as la- only as small as Kishwaferis Hanod, like a skin bottle's tube, so then such a utensil would be allowed for immersion according to Rava, because you would never have such a basket with a very, very small opening. So you would never come to get confused and allow immersion of a needle inside a very small utensil because a basket doesn't, there's never no such thing as a basket with such a small opening. However, according to Rabbi Ilah, you would still have the concern that the weight of the inner smaller utensil resting on the outer surface, of the, on the inner surface of the outer utensil, the basket, could create a chatzitza, an interposition. With that background, we now continue in the Gemara. This Amaraic dispute of Rava and Rabbi Ilah is actually reflective of an earlier dispute between two Tanaim. The Tanaim already argued about this before the Amaraic. The Tanaim, as we learned in a Brysa, if you fill the basket or a large strainer with other utensils and immerse them, so exactly the case that we said was the practical difference, the Nafka between the two opinions. So, Bain Lakodesh, Bain Tahurim. So the first opinion the Tanakhama says, whether for the purposes of Kodesh or whether for the purposes of Truma, they are Tohor. You can immerse one utensil inside another if, it's a very, if the larger outer utensil is like a basket or something, because we're not concerned. We're not concerned that you might come to mix up where the very small utensil, where the opening is very, very small. Who is that like? That is like one of our two MRI. That is like Rava. Because Rava will hold, it's not a problem at all if you're dealing with a very large basket because you're not going to come to get confused. That's exactly as we explained in the preamble and already last week. Abashal, however, Abashal says Litruma. No, it works for Truma of Alola Kodesh, but not for Kodesh. Exactly like our Mishnah says. Our Mishnah says this is a Chumrah for Kodesh, but not for Truma. And that is the reflective of the opinion of Rabbi Lot. That even if you have a basket, it doesn't matter. You're still concerned about Chatzitza, about there being a potential interposition between the weight of the inner smaller utensil and the base of the larger basket-like outer utensil. So exactly as we explained in the preamble in last week, this is the exact nafkamina, And these Tanaim argue exactly the same argument as Rav and Rabbi Law, exact, exactly as we've explained. So the argument between Rav and Rabbi Law, the Gemara says, is reflective of this dispute in the Tanaim.
The Gemara now reflects and says, wait a minute, if we have this stringency, either according to Rava or according to Rabbi Lo, whichever way you want to understand the stringency, either because of a chatzitza or because we're concerned about a person immersing a needle inside a very small tube. Either way, why is it that it's only a problem for Kodesh and not for Truma? The Gemara says, Yehachi, Truma Nami. Why isn't it a problem for Truma also? If we're really concerned about this stringency for Kodesh, then why aren't we also concerned for Truma? So the Gemara answers by way of a response question. The Gemara counters, Laman Kamrinon. Who are you suggesting, what sort of Jews are you suggesting that we propose this stringency for? That we should tell them they shouldn't dip one utensil inside another out of a concern, either according to Rabbi Lah because of Chatzitza interposition, or according to Rava because of, they might come to get mixed up with a very small utensil with a very small opening and a needle inside. Who are you suggesting we say that to? There's two types of Jews out there. There are Chaverim and Ameoritz. Chaverim are people who are very particular in all the intricate laws of the Torah, including Tuma and Tara, which have a lot of detailed laws. Amayorets are people who are simple Jews, who are generally observant, but they're generally lax in laws, particularly laws that have a lot of details, like Tumah and Tara. So certainly you're not suggesting, the Gemara says, that we tell Amayorets, people who are not particular about the laws of Tumah and Tara, to be concerned about this, because they don't come to ask us anyway, and they're not going to listen to us anyway. So it must be, the Gemara says, you're referring to Chaverim, that you want us to give this Chumrah, this stringency to Chaverim, people who are particular about the laws of Tumah and Tara. But Chaverim made the Yodi. Chaverim are already knowledgeable about the laws of immersion. We don't need to tell them this stringency because they know that if you have a very heavy utensil sitting on, a, on the base of another, that according to, like Rabbi Law says, they already know that if you have a very heavy utensil on the base of another, that it could be an interposition. They already know that the minimum size of an opening to connect the waters of the mikvah to the inside of the tube is kishvaferis, I know, like a skin bottle's opening. So why would you need to tell them that? You don't need to tell anyone because the Amayorets aren't listening to us anyway. And the Chaverim already know all the laws of Tum and Tara. So the Gemara counters, if that's the case, that there's no reason to impose this stringency because Amayorets won't listen anyway and Chaverim don't need to know anyway because they already know all the laws, then Kodesh Nami. Why are you differentiating still between Truma and Kodesh? If people who are Chaverim know all the laws of Tum and Tara, then why did you create the stringency for Kodesh? The same question you just asked. That, you know, why would you tell Chaverim this law? They already know all the laws of Tumantara. If, if that's true of Truma, it should also be true of Kodesh. So why is there a differentiation between Kodesh and Truma in the Mishnah? So the Gemara answers, In the case of Kodesh, we're worried that an Amaoretz, someone who's ignorant in these laws, might see someone else immersing utensils within utensils for use with Kodesh. And the Amaoretz will go and do the same thing. He will also immerse utensils within other utensils for use with Kodesh. In other words, we're concerned that if we allow a Chaver, if we allow people who are meticulous in these laws to immerse one utensil inside another, when there is no concern for one of the stringencies, either of Rabbi Law or, or Rava, in other words, where the inner utensil isn't that heavy, and therefore it won't create an interposition, or where the the opening of the outer utensil is large enough to connect the waters of the mikvah to the water inside the utensil. We're worried an Amaretz will observe a Chavar doing that and he will go and think, oh, 
I can do it in all cases. I can always immerse one utensil inside another, even if the inner utensil is very heavy and creating a chatzitza, or even if the, the outer utensil has a very small opening and potentially it will not be a valid dipping in a mikvah. So we're worried that an amaret, someone who's ignorant in these halachas, will observe someone who is stringent about these halachas dipping one utensil inside another into a mikvah, and the amarets will get confused and he won't realize that you cannot do that in certain scenarios. And then he'll come to dip one utensil inside another and think it's valid for Kodesh. So the Gemara says, Trumanami, why are you only concerned about that for Kodesh? The same problem should apply to Truma. Chazile Amaretz, Vazal Amitbul. An Amaretz might see someone else who's a Chaver dipping this thing in a mikvah one inside the other and he might think it's okay to do it in all circumstances and come to do it for truma. Why are you concerned about Kodesh and not about truma? The same question returns again. What is the difference between truma and Kodesh? Why are we worried for Kodesh that an Amaretz will observe a Chavar doing something and, ink, and get mixed up and think it can be done in all circumstances and yet we're not worried about that for truma? So the Gemara answers, The Gemara now gets to the crux of the matter, the difference between Truma and Kodesh. When it comes to Truma, we do not accept Truma from Amayoretz, from people who are ignorant in these halachas. The Mishnah is going to tell us in Dafchav Talad that Amayoretz are believed about the Tahara of Truma during the wine pressing and olive pressing seasons when they're very particular to follow the rules according to the Chachamim, according to the Rabbis. But at all other times, a Kohen should not accept a barrel of wine from an Amayoretz. That's what the Gemara is going to say later on. So generally speaking, a Kohen who is particular about the laws of Tumantara does not accept Truma from an Amaretz. And therefore, even if an Amaretz will observe a Chover doing something, dipping one utensil inside another in a mikvah, and the, and the Amaretz gets confused and he get, doesn't realize, and he doesn't realize it can't be done in all scenarios, okay, what's the worst that can happen? He'll take his Truma, it will be Tommy, he'll come to give it to a Kohen, and the Kohen will say, I'm really sorry, I can't accept this from you, you're an Amaretz, I don't trust you. So the Gemara counters Kodesh Nami. What about Kodesh also? Just in the same way that we should, don't accept Truma from an Amaret, an ignorant general Yisrael, who comes to give Truma to a Kohen, Kodesh also, learn a couple minai. Why, why can't we just say we don't accept Kodesh from an Amaret, from someone who's ignorant in the laws of Tumantara? So the Gemara answers, Havele Eiva. No, we, we can't do that. We have to accept Kodesh from an Amaret. Because if we don't accept Kodesh from an Amaret, there'll be enmity, there'll be Eiva. There'll be enmity and hatred between those Jews who are Amayoretz and Chaverim, the Tamadich HaChaman people who are particular about Torah mitzvahs and about all the details of the laws. And therefore we have to accept Kodesh from an Amayoretz. So the Gemara says, Well, wait a minute. Why is it that we accept Kodesh from an Amayoretz and not Truma from an Amayoretz? Why is it that we're not concerned about Eva, hatred and enmity between Jews also for Truma? Why only for Kodesh? So the Gemara answers, We're not worried. He's not, he doesn't care that we don't accept his truma when he's an Amaretz. He can just go and give it to another Kohen who happens to be an Amaretz. There are plenty of Kohanim around who aren't particular about certain laws. And if you tell Yisrael who's an Amaretz, I'm sorry, I can't accept your truma, he's just going to go and give it to another Kohen. There's plenty of Kohanim around. Therefore, you can reject truma of an Amaretz without offending him because he'll go and find another Kohen. But when it comes to Kodesh, all the administrators of Kodesh, of sacrificial offerings, were all Chaverim. And therefore, there was no other option. If you would reject the offerings, if you would reject the Kodesh of an Amaretz, they got no other option. They got no one else to give it to. And that would definitely create enmity because you would basically be excluding Amaretz from the whole realm of Kodesh and that would create hatred. And therefore, 
the Gemara has basically concluded that this Chumra only applies to Kodesh and not to Truma, because when it comes to Kodesh, we're concerned that if we allow Chaverim, we allow, if we declare a law that allows immersion of one utensil inside another, then Ameoretz, people who are ignorant and not particular about the laws of Tum and Tara, might get confused, they might not realize that that only applies in certain scenarios. And in other scenarios, like the case of Rabbi Ilah, if the inner utensil is too heavy and it might create an interposition. Or the case of Rava, where we're concerned that he might think that he can immerse one utensil inside another, even where the outer utensil is very small and the opening is too small to connect the water of the mikveh in a kosher way to the water inside the utensil. So since we're concerned for the Amar, it's getting confused. So we, um, we don't allow anyone to immerse one utensil inside another for the purposes of Kodesh. But when it comes to Truma, we don't care about the Amar, it's getting confused. Even if he gets confused, what's the worst that can happen? He'll bring Truma to a coin. We'll be concerned that that Truma might be ritually impure. We'll reject it. He'll go give it to some other Kohen who's an Amaritz. But when it comes to Kodesh, there is no, there is no one who can accept it who's an Amaritz. All the administrators of Kodesh were particular about Tumantara and therefore will create enmity because the Amaritz won't have anywhere to give their Kodesh, whereas they will always have an option to give their Truma to a Kohen who's an Amaritz. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.